Welcome to the September 11th Sermon from Clifford Baptist Church, 635 Fletcher's Level Road in Amherst. Today's scripture is Joshua, chapter 7, verses 14 through 26, and the sermon is entitled, Price of Sin, delivered today by Pastor Jeffrey Campbell. I'm grateful for your presence today as we join together in God's Word. Joshua, chapter number 7, I do want to draw your attention to the, the front of the pulpit as a beautiful display here uh, as we honor this day and, and I noted last night while I was here, the Bible is open to Joshua chapter number 7. And I'm grateful for that as it is a reminder. Last week, we took a hard look and a hard uh, glance at the life of the Israelites as they allowed sin to come within the camp. And as sin came within the camp, today's message is this. There is a price for that sin. And when we get excited about preaching, it's, it's exciting to preach about God's Word, but I want you to know as we get into the, the tough weeds of what sin is and the consequences of sin, it's hard to get excited about that. It's hard to get excited about the end of chapter number 7 where people will lose their life because of sin. But friends, the church needs to get excited because if we do not deliver that message to the world, then people will lose their life because of sin. And so it is our job to take the message of Jesus to a world that is so hurting and so desperate and in need of it. And so I challenge us as we gather around God's word today to consider the price of sin. The price of sin. And when we look at it, we look at it from the lens of maybe what it will cost me. But that is the wrong way to look at sin. What has it cost a savior what has it cost God last week we looked at Israel as they took on the challenge of a small city of AI and their their uh, plan of attacking was to just only send 3,000 army members that direction those 3,000 would take care of the city and it would be easy defeat and they would just move on to the next city quickly they realized that God understood that something was within the camp of Israel, that sin was there, and because of that sin, the tiny little city of Ai defeated Israel, their first and only defeat that we will read about. They defeated Ai, killing 36 men, sending them retreating and begging God, what is going on? Last week, we left Joshua face down in the dirt, mourning because of the loss seeking God's will and His way for His people. And so today, we pick up Scripture, Joshua chapter number 7, and we pick up with verse number 14 as we get started in today's sermon. The people have been asked to sanctify themselves, to get ready, to be prepared, because tomorrow something's going to happen. We pick up Scripture looking at the evening and the beginning of tomorrow. So look at verse number 14 with me today. We're going to go through verse number 19, 14 through 19. In the morning, therefore, ye shall be brought according to your tribes, and it shall be that the tribe which the Lord taketh shall come according to the families thereof. And the family which the Lord shall take shall come by households. And the household which the Lord shall take shall come man by man. You need to underline those three words, man by man. And it shall be that he, 
uh, it, it shall be that he that is taken with the accursed thing shall be burnt with fire. He and all that he hath, because he hath transgressed the covenant of the Lord, and because he hath wrought folly in Israel. So Joshua rose up early in the morning and brought Israel by their tribes, and the tribe of Judah was taken. And he brought the family of Judah, and he took the family of the Zerites, and he brought the family of the Zerites man by man, and Zabdi was taken. And he brought into his household man by man, Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, was taken. And Joshua said unto Achan, listen to these words, My son, give, I pray thee, glory to the Lord God of Israel, and make confession unto him, and tell me now what thou hast done. Hide it not from me. When we consider the price of sin, the first point that I want to give you today is that sin is always sought out. Sin is sought out. Many times Christians like to seek out the sin of one another. I know that's a strong point to start out with. But in whose sin we need to be worried about is our own sin. And we need to look in the mirror very hard this morning as the nation of Israel comes before the Lord. And they come before Joshua. Verse number 14 says, The Lord shall take as God begins his process of working out and searching out the children of Israel. He has a plan that will point him and direct him to the one that is guilty of sin. Look at verse number 15 with me. It says, And it shall be that uh, that he uh, is taken with the accursed thing shall be burnt with fire, and he and all that hath that he hath, because he hath transgressed the covenant of the Lord, and because he hath wrought folly in Israel. There is a plan. And the ending of the plan that Joshua knows is this somebody must die. Somebody must die because of sin. Listen, guys, as the Bible leads us, the narrative has not changed. Someone had to die because of our sin. We know that today on this side of the cross as being Jesus, but in Israel's day there had, been, had to be somebody that paid the price. From Joshua's point of view, he allowed the Lord to lead him to find this one among all of Israel that had sinned. And God begins to lead him. And he leads him to the man of Achan. Now, we all know the story. Most of us know the story. Uh, but from the night before, I wonder what Achan did that night. I wonder if Achan could sleep that night. We're not recorded. It's not recorded. We can only presume. But as Achan knew what he had done, he knew that he was guilty. But I wonder how he slept. I wonder how he carried on his normal life. And we can chase that rabbit and, and say this. Achan has to know that he's guilty. But as God begins to work, he knows that it's his choice that has brought Israel to this point. One man's choice has cost an entire nation. One man's choice. It's fitting this day that we look back 21 years ago how sin crept into a nation. And we were exactly right. How many of us were so close to God the Sundays that followed? 
I remember in a little machine shop just up the road, I was on a lathe working, and the man came in and he slammed a piece of paper down and he said, look what they have done. I will never forget that. An hour or so later, another piece of paper came in, slammed down on the desk. Look what they have done. The price of sin, friends, it always costs death. And our country understands it. But today, here's my question. Does our church Does our church really understand the price of sin and that as we seek out the Lord's leading in our life, we must be concerned with our own sin. Don't worry about what's going on around you. Worry about your own. Take care of what's going on in your house. And as Achan laid there and went through the night, the next morning comes and Joshua begins to work. By the Lord leading him, he goes through the tribes and he goes through the families and he goes to the point where he is face to face with Achan. And in verse number 19, I want you to see the first two words. As Joshua addresses a guilty man, what are the first two words that you read? Come on, church. My son. My son, that's what by verse number 19, my son, does this hurt Joshua? Absolutely it does. Absolutely it hurts him. But I, I cannot think as I read those two words that God said the same two words as he picked out the one that would suffer for our sins today. It's not you and me, but it's his son. His son is the one that had to pay the price for our sin. Verse number 19, here's what it says. And Joshua said unto Achan, My son, give, I pray thee, glory to the Lord God of Israel, and make confession unto him, and tell me now what thou hast done. Hide it not from me. Joshua's word is don't hide it any longer. Now look, I'm not asking you to go home or turn off the TV right now. This is the message for us today. Quit hiding it. Quit hiding it, church. Quit hiding what we're doing. Quit hiding what keeps us back from following God as close as He needs us to be. Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is what? Death. Death must happen. Proverbs 14, 12 says, There is a way which seems right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Sin has a price. And that price has not changed. The price has gotten better because I understand who bought it, who paid it for me. And today, if you have not understood that Jesus paid the price for you, Don't leave this place without surrendering your life to Him today. The most important thing that you can do is to trust your sin debt of death to the cross and to that of Jesus Christ. Point number one, God always seeks out sin. Point number two, let's look at verses 20 through 23. 
And Achan answered, and say, uh, answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and thus and thus have I done. When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonian garment and 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight, then I coveted them and took them, and behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. Look at verse number 22. Joshua sent messengers and they ran into the tent. And behold, it was hid in his tent and the silver under it. And they took them out of the midst of the tent and brought them unto Joshua and said unto all the children of Israel and laid them out before the Lord. Point number two today is sin requires confession. Sin requires confession I want you to know that you can look at these four verses of the confession of Achan and I want you to see how easy it is to fall into sin. Achan admits, I have sinned. Take note here, that's where forgiveness starts. You've got to admit what you've done. When we teach our little kids, we start with the ABCs, right? Admit that you are a sinner. Believe that Jesus took your place and confess that to God. A, B, C. I admit that I sinned. He started out right, but he paints a picture here of four actions that I want you to take note of as we look at this. In verse number 21, this will be our focus verse of this point. And as we read through that, here's what that, word, uh, here's what that verse says. When I saw... The first word that I want you to think about is saw. What we see. How often what we see creeps into our hearts and our minds and our lives as we live before the Lord. Proverbs, uh, Proverbs chapter number 27, verse number 20 says this. Hell and destruction are never full. So the eyes of man are never full satisfied you want a stern warning from God's word the eyes of you and I today are never satisfied and so when we think about that in Matthew chapter 6 verses 22 and 23 God's word says this the light of the body is the eye if therefore thy eye be single or healthy thy whole body shall be full of light but if thine eye be evil, the whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. Friends, I don't have to re-preach through the Old Testament to you. But time and time again, there have been instances where the eyes have deceived the entire body. We must have eyes that are focused on the Lord Jesus Christ even today. One slip of the eye will cost you. Will allow sin to creep in. And what Achan says is I saw something and that stirred the sin. That made me do the second word which is to covet. Look at verse number 21. When I saw among the spoils 
a goodly Babylonian garment and 200 shekels of silver, a wedge of gold and 50 shekels of weight. Then I coveted them. Do you know that word is on the top 10 do not do for Christians? We don't need to covet. It's on the top 10 list. And most of us memorize that list. We know it's there, but guess what? We're guilty. We're guilty. God, from the very beginning, knew that his people would desire something else. And that desire would lead them in ways that would lead them away from God. As Achan saw the spoils and the riches of the war, he said, I want that. Even though God said, don't take it. His eyes and his mind and his heart began to say, I want it. And he began to covet that. The third word in verse number 21, after he coveted, it says he took them. He took the riches of the city of Jericho and he goes a step further then only taking, he goes and he hides it and he buries it and he, and he thinks he's doing, getting one good over on God. That's going to lead into our next point. But he took that which did not belong to him. He, he became a, a, an idol or, or the things became a God unto him instead of God Almighty. This became his treasure. And he buried that treasure in his tent under his bed. The fourth word in verse number 21 that I want you to see. He said, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. He tried to hide it. He thought he could get away with it. And I think this is where personally I'm guilty of relating to Achan that we think we can hide things from God and that we can get away, get away with it. Growing up, I learned this. Mamas know everything. Don't ask me how, but mamas know everything. But listen, church, Christians, God knows everything. And yet what we do, we try to deceive and hide. And the Bible speaks of last week that he even disassembled and took apart and hid the things that God or people would not find them. God knows everything. He knows you in and out. Luke chapter 12 says, There is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, nothing hid that shall not be known. Now, no matter how hard you try... You can't hide things from God. Those four words, real quick again, are these. Achan saw, he desired or he coveted, he took, and he hid. You go back to the beginning of your Bible in Genesis chapter number 3. And in Genesis chapter number 3, verses 6 through 8, here's all I want you to do. Just sit there. And I want you to listen for those four words. Just listen for the four words. Are you ready? Genesis chapter 3, verses 6 through 8. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also to her husband with her, and he did eat. 
And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. We still haven't learned. Achan didn't learn from the sin of past. And even if we fast forward in the future, the very notorious story of David and Bathsheba, in that story, you can find these four words again. As we look in 2 Samuel chapter 11, I'm not going to turn there, but he saw, he desired, he took, and then he tried to hide it. Before I move on, church, God tells me to camp out right here. Because I think sin within needs to be dealt with. And Joshua, the leader, he addressed it. He called Achan to himself. And he said, tell me what you've done. Here's what Jeffrey, the leader of Clifford Baptist Church, is doing. Church, come to God. Come to the Lord and bring those things that are so close and so hidden the things that are so close to your heart that you need Him to take care of, bring them to the Lord and let God deal with those things. His blood covers a multitude of sin. I'm grateful for that. That every day before I close my, my eyes and go to bed, I kneel down and say, God, forgive me because I have failed you. When we stop doing that, Church, we're in trouble. When I look at Achan's sin, what became his treasure was something more than a God that he loved. And it led to a defeat. It led to the loss of life. It led to so much within the camp of Israel. And sin had to be confessed. He stands before Joshua and he says, Joshua, I'm guilty. Here's what I've done. Now what? The story continues. Joshua chapter number 7, verses 24 through 26. And Joshua and all of Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, and the silver and the garment, the wedge of gold, and his sons and his daughters and his oxen and his asses and his sheep and his tent and all that he had and they brought them unto the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones and burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. And they raised over him a great heap of stones unto this day. So the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger. Wherefore the name of that place was called the valley of Achor unto this day. Those are hard words, friends. One man's sin. One man's sin brought and laid before the people of Israel. Aren't you glad today that you don't have to broadcast your sin before the people? I'm glad today that I have to hit my knees and that my sin is not laid out on an altar for you to see. But I'm thankful for an old wooden cross 
to which my sin was nailed and the blood of Jesus covered. But as Achan's sin is laid out before the people of God, here's what happens. They call all of Israel together. They call Achan's family in. They call Achan's sons. Achan's daughters. Many people say that Achan's family may have known something. That's why they were killed. I don't know about that. It's a possibility. But Achan's family stands before the people of Israel. And because of one man's sin, they all throw stones. And they kill them. And not only do they kill them, they burn their bodies. And then they pile stones on top as a memorial, as a remembrance of what happened in the valley of Achor, the valley of trouble. The valley of trouble. How many times do you and I rush to grab the stone? We rush to to judge somebody else or look at somebody else instead of looking at our own selves. Friends, today as I close this sermon down, I want you to see a vivid picture of the price that sin brings to the people of God. This is a learning experience. Today, as a pastor, I know, here's what I'm going to tell you, I should be the first one here. This altar should be full and and people should be crying and weeping over sin that has separated them from God. But what gets in the way of that happening? We want to hide it. We don't want to confess it. Point number three, sin always leads to trouble. It literally led to trouble. Nothing good can come out of sin. Today, church, sin has a price. As I look at this story, it reminds me in closing chapter number seven, we closed a story that teaches us the price of sin. But if you open to your New Testament, you see a story that deals with it, that takes it to the cross. Every time I look at Achan and think about that story, it it brings to mind what could happen. But every time I see a cross, I'm reminded of what did happen through the blood of Jesus Christ. Church today, here's what I'm calling you to. Is there a pride in our sin? Is there a place where sin has carried you? Is there something that you are dealing with that you just need to trust to the Lord? Romans 5, 8 says this, that God commended His love toward us that while we were yet sinners, He died for us. One of the foundations of our faith, substitutionary death, we see it. We've seen Israel go from fighting and winning a war and then in two days, They are a nation of defeat, of death, of disobedience, of destruction because of sin. So church, I'm calling.
calling you to that place of confession and repentance and the holiness of God that makes us look at ourselves. As we consider the moment of invitation today, here's what I hope is on your mind. Look around you for one second. Look beside you to the left and right. Every person in this room is a sinner. Every person. And the only thing that makes us any different than anyone else is the blood of Jesus Christ. And today I pray for a church that will pray the blood of Jesus over any misword or misaction or misstep in the name of Jesus Christ. Anything that we would harm or hurt the name of Jesus. And so church, in this moment of invitation, whether you come publicly or whether you do it at your seat, I'm calling you to pray the blood of Jesus over you, over your sin, over your family, and over your life. The second thing I'm calling the church to do is this, to realize that sin has a price. God cannot bless and God cannot honor sin. Just as oil and water do not mix, God and sin do not mix. Write it down. God cannot bless something that goes against His holy word. And so when we remember that, we want to pray the blood of Jesus over our nation and over our leaders and over situations that we know about. But maybe today, you have something personally that you have saw. Something that you have desired. Something that maybe even that you have taken hold of. Or maybe something that you are hiding that you can bring before God. Today, if there's something that needs to be taken care of, I hope that we learn from Joshua chapter 7 to take care of it right now. You don't have to put it out before the church, but lay it out before God and let Him, let Him forgive it. The blood of Jesus covers every sin. Today, if you are here and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, the ultimate sin is this, is to live life never coming to Jesus and naming Him as Savior. That is the ultimate sin. The unforgivable sin is blaspheming the Holy Spirit, saying, God, is no, there's no such thing. Maybe today you fall into that category where you've never committed your life to Jesus. Today, do not leave this place without coming to a Savior. As we open up this time of decision, this isn't a time of judgment. Praise God. This is a time that you and I get serious about our walk with God. And it starts by considering the price of our sin. Church family, may we go to God in prayer. Father God, 
feel like today as we close the worship service down. We end on a note that brings destruction to the people. God, the one thing I want to do is pray the blood of Jesus Christ over this body of believers, over the leadership and over this building. God, that you will protect us. But Lord, if there's things that must come out, I pray that you deal with the individual heart today. Here's the promise of next week. Your presence returns. You begin to lead again. So God, today, maybe as we look within, that you will take some worn out and run down Christians like myself. That you will forgive us and dust us off and stand us back up as you did Joshua. That you will point us toward your grace and mercy. Lord, I pray that eyes and spiritual blinders be always focused on you. Lord, I pray over this church that you will continue to allow us to take care of those issues that creep up within the body. Lord, this time of invitation is given solely to you. We come before you now. In Christ's name, amen. Clifford Baptist Church invites you to join us for worship every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. For more information about our church, please call our church office at 434-946-0555.